Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Spider Man. Spider Man, Spider Man. That's right. On Homecoming, the guest couch this week, we have two people. Jared, am I supposed to introduce myself? I don't, I don't yeah, know. no, no, no. I'm just pointing at you. Yeah. There's a long pause. I think he's, I think he's, he's thrown off by like the fact that like okay, so you say that both of them are on the guest yeah, couch. Yeah, and then and then but one is in like the guest chair, and Jared yeah. is occupying the entirety I'd, of the guest couch. Yeah. in a very lounging kind of way. I like it. It's 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 uh it's it's magical over there. It's Gotta almost relax, so man. comfortable looking. I bet he could play Nintendo Switch in that position. That's, That's right. True. I and probably could. That's, that's a deep why cut. we brought the couch then in I, here specifically then for Then I you. could just go downstairs and play it some more, I think. Yeah. It's good. It's that good. oddly familiar voice <laughs> is Fultron. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> <laughs> With a like, semi-maniacal like, laugh. <laughs> you know? It's, it's because I never left. <laughs> I feel like he it's doesn't like, leave. Wait. He's on this every week. <laughs> well, I was about to say, have you been in, my, like, in the bathroom or in the closet? Like, Where are you hiding in my house that you just kind of come out? For the podcast, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> mm, interesting. <laughs> He's like, I hear hear uh, laughter from under the kitchen table every time I walk by. The further question is, what's he laughing about? All that's, <laughs> that's a good question. He's, I'm a very happy person. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we saw Spider Man. Yep, Spooder Man. In two separate theaters, yeah. mind you. <laughs> We Which is better sure than what we were originally. Trickery, we were originally you know? going to do three different theaters. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So like the idea, the uh, this one, I was thinking on the on the way while I was driving to the theater, I was like, you know, we can like fully on like give this because like if if it was a theater thing, like if our sound was messed up or something right. like that, and we're like, did it? You know, was the, the explosions were they too loud? And you guys are like, no, they were fine. That's like okay. So I feel like we've got all of our bases covered. Yeah. This uh, this week on the show, you get the most thorough reviews on yes. Stay on Target. That's correct. Speaking of uh, sound not being right, I saw Baby Driver over the weekend, and wait, the, the sound wasn't right. No, you we walked into this. Th- we walked into the th- into the theater. The previews start going, and the subs when they're supposed to go, boom, just went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> it's gonna be one of those. We went out and told them. She's like, okay, I'll tell the manager. And then no one came in to check. And I'm like, they knew about this. Yeah, I was about to say, did you get your money back from the... <laughs> no. like, like, the sound, the music is so it entwined is with that and, movie. And it didn't, like, ruin it. It's just, like, there was no bass. Yeah. It was... <laughs> oh, my god. So, you know. So, like, yeah. I mean, so, okay. So, what did you think? Non-spoilery. I loved it. Okay. We all need to see it. Yes, I, I, I agree. <laughs> This is the uh, official. I'm just okay. Yeah. Looking at the way Chris is standing right now. So that is the official right slash Dean way of standing. So my our co- old Dean Lee, our huh? cousin Matt Dean, came down once. He's been on the show before. Yeah. Go back and listen to those episodes. They're like, fun. Like a hundred episodes ago. Yeah, it's like three years. We ago. went up. We were we were on 12 South here in Nashville, and uh, we we were like walking around, and for some reason we stopped in front of the sign to read it, and then like <laughs> Catherine took a picture of us all three standing here. Like this. And, and then we were like, oh, I guess that's the thing that we do. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's, like a, it's like, you know, like a, a gene trait that you yeah. like pass through, you know? 
for the listeners, you'll have to take a picture and post <laughs> yeah. it. You know, and post it on the, on the show notes. Like a chicken. It's, it's like where you well, put like your, your hands arms. are like weird. Yeah, you put here. your arms on the very top of your hips, like where your hips and your rib cage kind of yeah. meet. Like you just rest your wrists right there. So palms yeah, are facing it. outwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elbows are completely sticking out. <laughs> yeah, they're splayed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> splayed elbows is All right. key. But here's the, here's the weirder thing, okay? Chris, you're standing up. Yeah, I got to explain that now. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the story we've all been waiting for. It's the, uh, the elephant in the room, if you will. Yeah. So Jared's going to have to break in at some point. I'll break in aggressively all when right. my yeah. time Good. <laughs> should properly explain this because at some point, I don't remember exactly what happened. What? Okay. All right, so 4th of July, we get together, we grill out some food, we decide to go frisbee golfing, <laughs> and we go to, where'd we go? We went to Cane Ridge Park off of uh, like Hickory Hollow yeah. in uh, Nashville. This is a great park, great, great, uh, great um, frisbee golf course. Um, halfway through, Jared keeps telling me about this spot. It was the main reason I even wanted to go <laughs> back to this disc golf park in general. <laughs> There's like this giant branch slash vine thing, root, I don't know, but this giant like tree thing hanging from the trees. Like I'm talking like 20 feet up from the trees at least. So like straight up like Tarzan style, oh, you're yeah, grabbing yeah. on. On a hill. Okay. Yeah, so how like, a, how like round are we probably, talking? Probably like a two inch thick, okay. like like branch, maybe two and a half. So because I know from watching uh, some some episodes of man versus wild that if if a vine is about as round as your thumb it probably will hold your weight we're we're, we're pretty wide it it was definitely a branch though it was a weird thing because it was like a branch like i said definitely 20 30 feet high it's long just went up and then kind of grew in circles like around another branch to where you know at least by my testing, it seemed like it held up pretty well. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I know this is a good story because what we're talking about right now, I don't see how it ties into Chris standing right now. Agreed. So I'm so Agreed. excited. There's going to be like a twist <laughs> yeah. somewhere here, and it's like, I don't know. So uh, Jared gives it a couple swings, good swings. Like, oh, yeah, and this no, is out no, over, no, that, out yeah, over a hill. That was the big thing is the terrain where the branch was was specifically like laid out. At an angle, it's like maybe a thirty, they, not a huge angle, angle, but a decent angle to where you could grab the branch and walk it up, you know, ten, fifteen feet, and then just jump it's and like grab a, like the branch swing. and totally like a rope yeah. swing yeah. with no but river, like, no, with no, no river. river. <laughs> but then That's by key. the time that you you know swung, you're going downhill. And you're like, whoa! I'm pretty high up. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you get out to the, the the peak of the swing, as it were, and you're like, man, I hope I, I'm going to swing back, you know, now and, and land up on top of the hill. It's, it's like true. whenever you're you're swinging in a swing set as a kid, and you're worried about becoming what was it, Inside Out Boy, where he like goes around the thing. Is that what it's like? Yeah. Like where you're like you you get to a certain point, know. you're like, I'm kind of worried about how I mean, high I'm getting right now. I, well, it's yeah. surprising how high you get. I didn't yeah. expect it to be that high. Anyway, so he he does it a couple times. Looks easy enough. I pull it back. Looks awesome enough. Yeah, looks awesome. Actually, it looks I took a slow mo video of it. That's how awesome it looks. <laughs> I pull it back real far. I jump up. Last thing I remember is Dee saying, "Should you take off your backpack?" And then I <laughs> what? And then I slip off the end at the the peak that you were talking about when you say, "Hey, I'm pretty high up." That's when I slipped completely off. How did you slip? Did you like lose grip or yeah? Like- Completely just lost grip. <laughs> and next thing I know, but like literally the Jared next thing I remember is I'm on my hands and knees. My butt hurts real bad. And I'm like, what happened? 
Uh, actually, I did have the branch electrified, and I hit it with a pulse right at the right moment. Just it, just, it was like Jurassic Park on the fence, you know, yeah. you just, <laughs> just shooting off of it. Did you and like? So you have to explain what what what, what happened? Oh, it was <laughs> what a actually full, happened. Like tuck and roll, like fall. I mean, it was just full on. You know, it came down and then like landed and then just like rolled down the hill. Like, like are we talking like head over head over feet, or are we talking like roll as in like uh, side to side? Like, what are we what are we talking here? Like, like burrito, burrito or like donut? A, like a McTwist motion. You know, <laughs> <laughs> a little of both. Or like one half of his body is spinning <laughs> faster than the other. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like a, a, a top, but it's one that's like lost complete control. Control and it's like, bum, 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 bum. yeah, but it's like you were gonna try to do that really cool, like ninja roll dive that's really efficient and uh, technical, and you just failed. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> you just fell on your face, and then your back, and then your butt, and then your face, and then your back, and then your butt again. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, landed right on my tailbone. That's crazy. It didn't feel that bad at first. Like, we walked, we finished some holes, like, we, yeah. we and then eventually we got to like a spot, and I kind of sat down. Like oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's tender. It's gonna so, hurt. Yeah. So we went. We we left. Went back home. And it wasn't until like I took a shower and then I was and I sat down like to eat dinner real quick. And dude, it just like just started hurting like no other. It was just sharp shooting pains throughout my body. Oh my goodness! You didn't All slip my, a disc or anything like no, that, well, right? I, I went to the doctor. Apparently he's like <laughs> it was the most awkward thing ever. He just has you. He has you bend over right in front of him and he just pushes on it. <laughs> Feels around. Wow. Pushes on it with what? With his fingers. His hands. Oh. I mean, it's like, he, so he's pushing. Oh, how hard? Well, his, I mean, his words. And your, your pain as, tolerance is very high. Yes. Like, my pain tolerance is very we've high. We discussed so, like, this on the podcast before. So uh, that, that night, I didn't, like, I didn't sleep well because I was like, well, if this gets worse, I want to know. So I didn't take any, like, medicine to numb the pain. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm standing there, and, like, while he's, like, pushing on things, he's like, well, it's not in pieces. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was an option? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> that was a possibility? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, so he, he, like, he had me stand back up. I just love up. the idea that maybe he says this about, like everything that he examines, <laughs> <laughs> you have a, like a cold. You go. He's like, oh, let me let me look at you. Well, your face and nose and throat are not in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was like, it's, I think it's just bruised. He's like, if it gets worse, come back. But he's like, honestly, he's like, you can have an X-ray done, but they don't do much for a broken one versus a bruised one. So it's the same treatment. Just stay off of it. Oh, so goodness. I've been standing all week at work. Any, any time, do you use like, a stand-up desk, or do you like kind of lean over? I created like, one. I have so like did a, you put a bunch of books? I have a wooden box that I like, okay. a bookcase <laughs> shelf thing, and I like okay. moved it over, put my computer up on it. And so. That's awesome, actually. Yeah. Everything's a stand-up desk if you try hard enough, John. <laughs> yeah, you know? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> if you were on like the ground floor, you could like just get a shovel and like, you know what? Let me walk down. <laughs> lower myself. Yeah, like, look, rather than raising yeah. the desk, you lower your body. It's like those oil change pits, man. You, know, yeah. you, you just bring it down where you need to. You know? <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, that's my story. So what have you guys been up to this week? <laughs> I have no idea anymore. Oh man! We need an injury list from everyone else. Yeah, yeah I was <laughs> say nothing is like dramatic and as uh, as as you know epic as that. It's the thing. As long as it's not really, it's not broken. I've still never broken a bone in my body. That's crazy. Ever. That is crazy. So it's I all realized that milk you drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I realized like last week on the podcast, I actually watched, so two weeks ago, I watched two movies mm. that I forgot to discuss last week. Mm-hmm. The first movie of which was Cars 3. 
Oh, to see really? Cars 3. Yeah. Was it good? It's good. Was like, it, it as dark and brooding as they like so, promoted it to be? No, but it is definitely so. <laughs> I feel like they had to market it that way because coming off of Cars 2, which was insanity and terrible. And very much like, whoa, let's throw like all the jokes and like you, you. I mean, there was a there was a secret agent subplot in there with with Tomater, and so uh, so anyway, so this one is definitely more serious than that. It's it's definitely a uh, a good movie, like it's a good kids movie, like I, that's how I would phrase it. And it's one of those that uh, like it's a it's got a serious kind of a plot line, but it's like wrapped within like the kids movie kind of a a, a shell, and like it's mm. so it's it's like a good uplifting movie maybe maybe a little bit predictable but it's like you wouldn't you know i don't know aside from like inside out or anything like that a lot of the time or even like a lot of toy story movies um or incredibles or something like that a lot of any other movies. pixar movie yeah basically franchise. almost almost well <laughs> has anybody else see the good dinosaur i didn't like the yeah, good dinosaur at was, all when you talk about predictability mm. you yeah. look it up in the in the uh, dictionary it's got good dinosaur but yeah, isn't it the western i have a soft spot for westerns so Sort of. I mean, it takes place in the West. It's like kind of like a, a like a road trip movie, oh. like to the point where you even have the moment where everybody gets like high yeah. on the road trip. <laughs> like you have that like There's really a legit tripping gen- scene in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like a legit generic like tripping kind of like oh let's do a road trip and everybody you know it's it's a really weird movie. I'll just lay that out there. I yeah. didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was uh, Pixar's worst film. Um, but this movie, definitely not Pixar's worst film. Actually, that one, I don't know. I don't know if that one or Cars 2 is the worst Pixar movie. Cars 2 is the worst. Yeah. Anyway, so Cars 3 is good. It's, uh, it's, it introduces like some new characters. I liked, liked where they went with it. It definitely has like more of a broad application than I feel like even the first movie did. The first movie stuck with like just car racing and NASCAR. And like, that's kind of like the story they told. Whereas this one applies to like kind of multiple types of sports and things like that. It feels like, uh, feels like it, it kind of translates over to a lot of different letters. Are we done things. with cars so, now? So yes, we're probably unless we jump into like I don't know, they might do a different cast, like do do some other things with it. Um you don't, we do introduce the new like generation of, of racers. So oh, no. You don't think the cars <laughs> franchise is just gonna merge with the Fast and Furious franchise? <laughs> Dude, you know, cars, Tokyo you know? Drift. I would love to see that mashup. Like where Vin Diesel like pulls up in Lightning McQueen, One you know? Nice ride. <laughs> Inside <laughs> Lightning McQueen. Do it for Brian. <laughs> Family. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh then uh the other movie that I saw was Trolls. It's on Netflix. And mm. I bring this up to say I didn't like that movie at all. <laughs> don't, all right. Don't waste your time. <laughs> it's so you notice how you remember how I said the the cars was like, oh, this is like a, a good, like um mature kind of a uh, a, a plot line, but it's wrapped inside of like a kid's movie, like where it's like, oh, it's it's a kid's movie, but it's got a, like good themes, like yeah. like more mm-hmm. uh more adult kind of themes. Trolls is the exact opposite, where it's like it's very shallow, like a kid's theme mm. wrapped inside of like a dark fairy tale kind of a thing mm. going on there. So. Well, and there's some jokes in there where I'm like, as soon as my son understands what that means, <laughs> well, he can't watch this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's some things from like I remember I took him to see it in the theater, and like there Did was a really? part, there was a part where I was like, oh geez, holy cat, like. Yeah, there was a joke in there. I'm like, that's that's not okay. The, like, uh, you can't put that in a G-rated movie. Did you like it from like a movie standpoint? Uh, no, I thought some of the music was. <laughs> there was some funny parts. Yeah, I thought some, some of parts. the music was good. I thought Zoe Deschanel's character was kind of funny. Yeah, but 
Well, uh, I, I liked, I liked, I think everybody did a good job, like as far as the acting goes. But and then the, a lot of the songs were like nice. But like just from a storyline, st- I would like at, after like twenty minutes in, Catherine and I are both sitting there and we're like, "Are we gonna finish this?" Or and, and it's like I almost like it's one of those movies where you have to like once you start like in order to like get this out of my brain and and to never like really think about this again, I have to watch this. And uh, and so it was kind of one of those uh, the final final stretch there, but there is a really good, really cool rendition of True Colors yes. in it. Mm. The best moment in that movie. Just just YouTube it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's what I uh, that's why it was up to two weeks ago. Mm. Kaboom! Are, are, is this separate from the pick of the week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know. Okay, I do want to talk to you about though real quick for maybe a couple minutes. So I've been playing through Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm. Mm. It's pretty crazy. I know you got frustrated on the on oh the Jinsu tree. Okay, listen. That's the worst part about Wait, that Wait, the ending, the ending listen, of that one? Like, no. I finished that one. Oh, the tree? Yeah. Yeah, the tree was just a nightmare to get out of. So, th- the first time I played it, I was just like you, where I was like, <laughs> this is going to drive me nuts. <laughs> but, like, once you know how to use that, that ricochet yeah, move yeah. and stuff, like, once you get it down, that is like, like, I wish I could play that over and over and over. Like... It's so much fun. Yeah. Well, like, well, there's part of that where it's like they just literally introduced this mechanic. Yeah, yeah. And then now you have to like be the most exact with it. Mm. Yeah. And, and fast. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, and so like there's a combination part. of that and uh, the fact that I was trying to collect all everything. So I was like trying to figure out like, okay, I need to grab this and then do this, which is not really what they want you to do. But like, you know, like you can go back and do it. Like take your time through it, because once you've oh, finished really? that part, you can just go back inside and like collect all the things. Well, I I collected them as I went. Well, that just means you're MLG, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, other than that, like I love this game. It's a great game. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's it's a beautiful game. The story's really cool. Yep. Like the whole like opening sequence was just like I'm like man, I just have all the feels right now. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, I, I'm almost done with it. I have like oh, really? one area left. Oh, wow. Well, so there's there's like the I think there's a one area left, and there's like the DLC area or something like that. I don't do know. I have go I there? have the definitive edition. So I have to. So yeah, it's just. It's all I don't know one. that there's extra areas. They say there's like extra moves and stuff, mm. like extra abilities. Well, maybe I have two areas left then, because I have like like the lower right hand stuff yeah. left, and then like the. Upper the volcano. Left. Nice. Volcano. I, yeah. I just did the volcano. Well, I'm in the volcano and it's, I don't know what to do in there. For listeners who have Xbox One, the ultimate game sale is going on right now. Yes. Ori in the Blind Forest is like half off. It's like 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, really awesome platformer. It's yeah. really fun. Um, I bought it as well. I only have made it past the first uh, first thing. Just past the frustrating part that you were talking about. So, <laughs> did you find it frustrating or no? I did. Okay, so it has like a, a curve, like a, a curve where you're like, "Oh, this is really cool," and then it's like you start going, "This is when does this end?" Because like you keep dying like later and later, but like you, it like, and then I realized the last like four or five run throughs that I did with it, I was like, "I got this." Yeah, and I just was like, something would happen where I would just mess up one little yeah. thing and be like, "Ah, oh, dang it!" And so like it became, it was fun. And then it was frustrating, and then it became fun again. Mm-hmm. So like there was this kind of like loop kind of thing going on with me in that one. So, but it did take yeah. way longer than I anticipated. Yeah. Well, speaking of recommending games to people, mm. last time I was on, you guys talked about the game Brothers. Oh yeah, that was a buck cents. fifty on Steam during their summer sale. Nice. So I picked that up, and uh, 
That made my brain split in half. <laughs> <laughs> did you play? Did right you play on PC? Yeah. yeah. How does it work on PC? Did you? Well, play you have to play with a controller. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It says when you buy it, it's like this game has to be played with a controller. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So like the so one brother is controlled by one stick and the other brother one stick and a, and a, a trigger, trigger. Yep. and the other brother is controlled by a stick and a trigger yeah which is nice that they limited it to like literally one button per character because <laughs> right. anything past that I would just be like I can't I can't even make them move so I like still... anytime the brothers would be on opposite sides of the oh, screen yeah. from the oh, control I'd be like okay stop stop and just put the control down. Okay, think about where people need to be. Okay, you go here. You walk over there. Okay, now we're moving forward. <laughs> Just like, dude, it was. But like one of my like biggest like holy crap, this is amazing uh, moments was when you're you're climbing that tower, that giant's tower or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's those pegs on the side, and you're tied together <laughs> yeah. by a rope. Oh my goodness! And you're just swinging each other across <laughs> these things, and I was like. Crazy! It's so, so good. I still want to play that game with like where one person is on one, one and side one person and on the other. Like you have to play it where like you're interlocking arms, like yeah. on a couch, where like you know right, right, and then the left. But it's like I still want to do it and see if it's like way easier. I feel like it would be easier, and it would oh, be yeah. like it would be a uh, a pretty fun experience. Yeah, to have with someone else. <clears throat> Isn't there a game that makes you do that? I mean, no? well, there was. You uh, can do it on Overcooked. Overcooked. That's what mm. it's supposed to. Isn't that like the way the, two, the way you do two player or whatever? Interesting. Or co-op. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think you can also do it on uh, Nidhog. Like you, you, you're technically like mm. that's how you would do like competitive mm. Nidhog on like a Vita, where like one person that holds one side and nice. fences with it, and the other person fences with the other side. So yeah. We want to move on to our picks of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> all right so what is your pick of the week oh right on the spot um i'm gonna go with player unknown's battlegrounds Mm -hmm. oh yeah you've been playing this a lot oh man like every night i can't wait for this to come to uh xbox so i would like to redact a couple statements that i (laughs) verbally professed as true this and is fact all on the record here, yes you know, this. yeah uh last time i was on i said there was no limit to how many people you could have on a team that mm. is so false okay stricken uh, from the record yeah so you can either play by yourself you are redeemed sir you can play by yourself one versus a hundred or dang or 99 uh you can play duos so it's your team plus 50 other teams or 48 other teams interesting mm-hmm. Or you can do squads, which is four people mm. versus 21 other teams. So that's uh, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. So I was wrong about that. Mm-hmm. So you, you know are, if- now you're, you're totally <laughs> absolved of any responsibility that someone had if they had bur- purchased that game yep. because they thought that you could team up with 50 people or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it doesn't work that way. But... Some really cool things about it is like it's very realistic. Mm. Like, uh, it's not like a Call of Duty thing where it's just like super fast paced and you can just like you know pop 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 prone jump jump shoot yeah, throw a grenade. <laughs> yeah. It's like you got to think through what you're gonna do. Mm. Like you have to be like, uh, it's fun playing with other people because it's like you know you, you'll be like behind a building. And you're like okay, I got a tank. You have like a, you have like a degree markers and stuff, so you can be like. 
Uh, I have I have like uh, two contacts, uh, two fifty five, and I, we got one on the hill at thirty five. Uh, I need you to flank right here, and I'm going to flank left, and I want you to head straight for that vehicle as a distraction. You go that way. I'm going to pin these two guys down, and like you have to plan that stuff out, and like go for it because there's no like there's no like oh man my my gun misfired. I'll just quick swap to a new one and drop shot this guy. <laughs> That's awesome. And then frying pans. Frying pans saved my butt actually. Real quick before we get too far to refresh our listeners' memory. This is the one where you all dive bomb in. Yep. And you're going to like the last player. Yep. Right? And it gets progressively it gets like smaller. the arena gets smaller. Yep, over the arena time. gets smaller. And so like and every time it gets smaller, the the time in between each closing in oh. gets smaller as well. Ah. So not only is it closing in smaller, it's closing in quicker mm. as it goes. Um, and, it's and if you get outside random. of it, you just die. No, no, no. It starts to take damage. Okay. And the longer you're in the game, the more damage it will take if you're outside of it. Ah. Um, so like if you start out the game and you're outside of the circle, you can pretty much just like hoof it and make it to the circle and like, you know, keep taking med kits and stuff mm. like that. Um, but what I was saying about the realism is like, uh, like you can't, you can't sprint and reload. You can't. Uh, you can't prone in certain spots. You can't do certain things in, at certain times. Like it's, uh, it kind of limits you to like real world maneuvering and you have to rely on things like, um, like nobody shows up on a mini map or anything like that. You have to rely on sound. Dang. You have to rely on like, like you can hear footsteps. You can intense. hear vehicles. Uh, you have to rely on like strategy of like where the circle is. So like if the circle is in a certain position, knowing the terrain, you'd be like, okay, I know the circle's here and the terrain is like this, so therefore the chances are that there's less people on this side of the hill than this side of the hill. And so like you have to like you really have to like think through it. It's you have not to just hunger like, games it out, man. Oh, what for you're saying. sure. Does does Elizabeth Banks come on and say, May the odds ever be in your favor? Mm, not yet. That's or be DLC. ever in your favor. I feel like that that would be amazing. Yeah. That's a lot of fun though, dude. That's awesome. I've died a lot. When does it come out for Xbox? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know if they have uh, have a hard hard set data because it's going to be it. like game preview um, yeah. whenever it comes out. Yeah, um, it's still in early access. It's quite buggy. But. What's your pick of the week? Do you have a pick of the week? What's the parameters of the pick of the week? Anything that you're into this week? All what's right. the What's the one thing that you you wanted to bring up and talk about this week? All right, uh, it's probably a double pick. Okay, two 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 for one pick to make up for the last eight to ten episodes that I haven't been on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was um, actually seventeen. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good for about point uh, one pick a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say pick number one is. I also a similar of the dollar fifty deals uh, downloaded the original Dark Forces game uh, for a dollar fifty, which is not near as good as its predecessor, uh, Jedi Knight Dark Forces Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, most of the hardness of playing this game is just playing the game. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of know what you mean, but, but explain. <laughs> like just in the you know how the controls work and uh, just how things respond and how you fire and you know what you know just uh, it's all by the D pad and it's all just like you it's very exactly what it would be like. You can push up to walk forward, you can push back to walk back, 
and then you can push right and left to turn right and left. Oh, so it's I like have, gold, gold nine. Exactly. So I have to turn left and then <laughs> run right, or they run straight oh and then turn goodness. right, oh and goodness. then back up into a corner to turn left and then shoot this guy. That's you know, like so PC controls, but mapped to like the D pad. Because it was a PC game. Oh, it, it was 100% goodness. a PC game, and then it's just, you know, bought it on the PlayStation Network. <laughs> and uh, so most of it is just navigating my way through that and uh you know and then there's no aim but there's like a slight auto aim that goes through everything that you can kind of get to work in your favor if you like jump the right way <laughs> That's like awesome. there's a guy like you know up on a tall building if i like jump it'll like get the idea that i want to shoot higher and maybe it'll shoot up at him dude and hit him the right number of times that reminds me a little bit of like a uh, medal of honor i think we played medal of honor back in the day on a like i think it was an n64 um, with our cousin Matt, and that reminds me of that where like you had to, it was the same kind of control thing where like it's forward, back, and turn, turn. Mm-hmm. But then like you could sort of like you could you could look up with your, if you were scoped in like a sniper rifle. But mm-hmm. it's like sometimes the better situation rather than actually like taking the time to like look up and aim, you would just be like, I just got to run up there, and you just <laughs> dodge bullets on your way like up a ladder, you know, over over on steps, and just to get on the same plane as them, so you didn't have to like. Worry about looking up and then back down. It's weird yep. those old games like that, like because Goldeneye did this, yeah. and then like uh, Perfect Dark. Goldeneye, you had to stop in order, like you couldn't to, move to aim. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's, it's like your aim yeah. is completely independent of like. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. With where you're it looking, was, it was it's just like way. a separate marker. It's like this well, basically is weird. like froze the screen, and then you just had this crosshair that floated across <laughs> the screen. Yeah, it becomes a light gun game at that point. Yeah. But with no light gun. Yeah. Yep, there's that, and then you can also, in several levels, you can just make the wrong decision. <laughs> you know, to where, you know, I'm like 20 minutes in, I'm like, can't figure it out, can't figure it out, and you just restart the level and try again. I've clearly made a wrong decision at some point, and now I'm like down in this sewer that I can't get back out of because there's just no way out of here. You know? <laughs> so it's like... Maybe I'm just not very good, but I'm pretty sure there's just, you know, black holes in the game that you can go down and Dude, not games, get anywhere. Games where, like, that kind of thing happens are weird because, like, there was a game, I think it was, like, a, it was a Metroid game where, like, if you open, like, unlocked a door with a key, stepped through that door, and then closed the door behind you, like, you're just locked in there. Hmm. The door locks again behind. And so right. it was just, like, I think you literally had to mail your memory card, like, into Nintendo for them to, like patch it out of it and then they would mail it back to you yeah i'm good for one try per time that i play you know where i'll just play maybe i'll beat a level or i'll die or i'll get into a corner and then that's it you know and it could be it could be anywhere from five to 35 minutes in there last time it was like five i was with my girlfriend hanging out and i was like well i'm gonna play video games for a second so you know back off so whatever you know then i you know play for like five minutes and i'm like well you know let's watch the office yeah <laughs> I love it. So worth the buck fifty? Definitely worth the buck. Nice. Definitely there worth it is. The, that's the, the important thing for good. sure. Yeah, I mean that's like hours of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. hours over decades of my life. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're like you're going to be doing this for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, pick number two of probably number one thing going on in my brain right now is just got to be Andy Circus. Andy Circus is the man. Mm. Uh, if you don't know who Andy Circus is, he's the motion capture guy mm-hmm. who plays uh, Gollum. You're literally in, the only in, one in Star Wars. <laughs> he plays uh, Snoke in Star Wars. He play. I meant uh, the Hobbit for Gollum, That's right. and then That's right. uh, he plays Caesar in the. 
Planet of the Apes, which yeah. the third Planet of the Apes movie is coming out next week, I think. Yes. So awesome. I've been kind of watching some of, some of that stuff and rewatching some of the movies because I really have enjoyed that series. I mm. think it's just been really, really good overall and really quality and just like not rushed and the plot wasn't rushed. You know, the, you know, the first movie was just kind of chill drama and let yeah. it do its thing. And then we kind of went to a little bit more aggressive in the second one, but still that was three years between movies and different cast and everything, you know, they've just mm-hmm. kind of done whatever I felt like serviced the story and needs to be done. Matt Reeves has done the last one and the one coming out and uh, I'm really excited for it. But then I also just watched so many YouTube videos of just like Andy Serkis and just, I'm constantly fascinated by just how good he is at his job. Like you just watch one interview with him or, you know, one behind the scenes featurette or, or whatever. And you see like why he's the guy, you know, why he is just like the motion capture guy, because there's just no one better just in anything, just in, you know, he can turn it on and off so incredibly well and so fast. Like he'll just be in an interview and he always seems to never have an issue doing it. You know, they're just like, oh, so, you know, how do you, you know, be an ape? He's like, oh, like this. <laughs> and then he, he just, just switches, suddenly, yeah. it's like literally you're like, wow. He like, has like I the can... mechanical arm extenders like behind a couch and he's just like, he's yeah, like, like hello this. there. Totally. Or just like he'll do something just like in his voice or his face yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And it's just so expressive and like it just engages you and it it's, it's absolutely incredible. So what you're and, saying uh, is that you want more Snoke in the next uh, in the next Star Wars film. Uh, you know, just more Andy Serkis in general in life. Excited. If he could just play all the a, uh, aliens, it's great. interesting. Like to me, like with him specifically, because like he was there in like with with the Lord of the Rings movies. Like mm-hmm. they kind of mm-hmm. like like that was brand new technology at the time. Oh yeah. And so like he was there at the like the outset. And, uh, and so in a lot of ways, like he has helped develop this technology over, over years and years and years at this point. And so it's like, man, what, you know, where do we go from here? And so, uh, he's like, he's like 100%. He He's like, now we can just play anybody. He's like, you know, he's, he's, his directorial debut is going to be, he's doing the jungle book. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's right. That's right. There's the other jungle, like book. like a more like book adaption yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. type, uh, you know, less Disney or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I think he's being Baloo, and then he's wow. uh, direct directing the whole thing. And I'm sure it will just be incredible, you know, because it'll be, you know, I mean, the other one I really liked the the other one actually, but I mean, yeah. I don't think there was Super as good. much like it was more CGI than like motion capture yeah. stuff. And I think this will be just so much just like motion capture, and I'm just curious to see how that will all play out or what that will look like or, or be like so yeah and you know, said, Andy, did you know he also played king kong in the i was I was, I was I was just gonna he say yeah. that uh what? yeah he was involved I in, in that. I, and i believe king kong and the skull island that they just did early did he I, do the skull island one i don't know he i think he was involved like at least in like help helping with yeah. the consultation stuff they called him up and were like, so is this right? And he goes, yeah, it's okay. And they're like, okay, sweet. Send him a bill. <laughs> well, the guy who plays the guy who plays Rocket in the Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes movies, his name's like Terry Notary or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the, the the ape consultant for those movies. Like he's the one who teaches everybody how to walk like apes and like act like apes. And he actually started by teaching people how to be orcs. Um, really? Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. Interesting. That's super wow. cool. That's <clears throat> super cool. And that's like a, such a tight-knit, small small world kind of a, kind of a yeah. thing. That's wild. Chris, what is your pick of the week? You've been asking everyone else. Yeah, my pick of the week, um, real quick. Uh, so uh, Chris uh, Eliopoulos yeah. has a new book out uh, called Kozik Commandos. Um, I just got it in the mail today. I'm super, super pumped. Did you? That's awesome. Super pumped to read it. 
Uh, but let me read you the uh, the synopsis real fast. Jeremy and Justin are twins, but they couldn't be any more different from each other. Jeremy is a risk taker who likes to get his hands dirty. Justin prefers to read, focus, and get all his facts straight before jumping in. But they do have one important thing in common. They both love video games. When Jeremy wins a cereal box charm that brings his favorite video game to life, villains and all, he finds he's way in way over his head. Justin knows everything there is to know about the rules of the game. He read the handbook, of course, and Jeremy isn't afraid to try new things. Can these two mismatched brothers work together to beat the video game that has become their life? That's awesome. He did uh, he did Cowboy, which is one of my favorite uh, yeah. graphic novels, um, and he's been doing the uh, I Am series. Yeah, um, I'm I'm pumped to read this, dude. So um, I think like so he has twins. Uh, to children like mm. and so these are roughly like ba- like loosely like based on his kids as well which is super cool um and the publisher's already like greenlit a sequel oh so that just like they really uh greenlit a sequel to cowboy uh never maybe <laughs> maybe i don't know that one that one was weird because the publisher got sold to another publisher and then True. that publisher was like oh well, let's just list it as you can pre-order you can still pre-order it you can still pre-order it on amazon you can still pre-order it on amazon it says Ooh. it's coming out in like 2024 or something nice <laughs> What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is the Zelda Trials of the Master Sword DLC for Zelda Breath of the Wild. Which you have to buy both of them, right? Yeah, you have to buy like the twenty dollar pass, like season pass, to actually get any piece of the DLC. And it's like, like there were elements of uh, of the DLC where I was just like, I don't want that, but I have to buy it because of the thing. So that's that's not not super awesome. But twenty dollars is not a ton. Um, and I did spend like hours upon hours doing this. So what the trials of the master sword is, is whenever you get your master sword, it loses charge. And like, unless you're battling specific enemies, it's not as powerful. Definitely not. And it'll break like three or four hits in or something, you know, something ridiculous. Um, with the, if you can complete the entire trials, which is 45 different levels of it, um, then you actually get the full power of the sword all the time. And so it won't break as as quickly. It's definitely as like more powerful that sort of thing. So I was playing it over the weekend. What these stages are the forty five stages. They're essentially like combat um, shrines. Like you know, whenever you go into a shrine or whatever, it's like a puzzle to figure out. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the yeah. what's the best way to do this? But what you go in and you don't have anything. Mm-hmm. They take away all your inventory and ev- all of your powers, similar to what they do on Eventide Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just kind of have to like the first level, you literally grab a like stick, a tree branch off the ground and have to put the beat down on some bokoblins with it. And, uh, in order to get their weapons and then go face off against other people in the Mm. next one. Um, and so anyway, it's like a puzzle to figure out as, as it goes, if you die, it's over, you get kicked out, but it comes in like three different sections. And so I think they're like 15 or 20. I think the last one might be 20 or something like that uh, levels um, for the different sections. So it's super fun. I greatly enjoyed it. And I now have a fully powered uh, nice. how long master did it take sword. You? Dude, it took me hour. I don't know how many hours it took me, but it took me some hours. Because <laughs> I would be like, I like whenever you get kicked out, I'm just like, I'm like Jared, where I'm just like, well, I'm done for now. You know, you just kind of like put it down. <laughs> Too yeah. hot, man. You got to let that cool yeah, down. Yeah, because you're like, you, like I, there was one point I was on the last level before, oh, like, man. before you would have a save point, essentially. And I like it just, no, it's like I, I was, I was down to my last everything. Like I, I'd eaten all my food and I was like, this is it. Little sliver, a tiny sliver of health left on one enemy. Totally took me out. 
So and, what John's uh, saying so is yeah. it's actually just like a two-hour DLC content, you know, but it just took him like 15 hours. <laughs> this <laughs> might be true. Like, if you go through and you're like, you're rocking at this thing, and you can like hit it, and they're like, oh, no, I totally get what's going on here, and you don't have to figure out different strategies, it might might actually take you far less time. If you use a strategy guide, it might take you far less time, but The two things not. in the past that I'm super pumped about are is the map. That shows you where you've been. I love that. And then the Kurok seed map or uh, mask. Been using that as well. So you it's can just play it. Just tells you when there's Kurok seeds around. There, it goes off a lot. No, I'm sure it does. There are 900. I'm of sure them. I walk past them all the time. I know. <laughs> like I didn't like. And the other th- funny thing about the uh, so the map that'll show you where you've walked for the last 20 200 hours of your game, which I have not even like I haven't reached the 200 hour mark yet. Um, but like it'll show you where your path was. I immediately like pulled it up because I was like, okay, you know, you know, I've I've been all over this thing. I have a hundred. I only have like three shrines left. Three things to find left on this thing. And I immediately like I pull it up and I look at it. and I go. There's got to be one there because there's a gigantic hole where I just haven't been. And there's an entire bridge that I'd never crossed. There was a couple islands that I'd just never been on. And I was like, what What was I doing? <laughs> what was I doing all this time? And so uh, so obviously, like, I just make a beeline for that. I found one shrine like right away. I have a great idea of where the final two are. And, uh, and yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting DLC for sure. And worth the 20 bucks? Ah, not maybe yet. But it's like I feel like this combined with whatever, if even if they have something of this kind of caliber later on, it's supposed to be story story content. Yeah, it's supposed to be like an additional like story content. And so like no matter what that is, it's like if it's at least this much care put into it, then it's like it's gonna be worth it. So that's cool. All right, Spider Man. Let's talk. Let's do it. We're going to review. We'll do a spoiler free review. That's right. And then we'll spoil the heck out of this. We'll count it down. For a substantial one, because I figure like lots of people will care about this. More people will care about this than will have cared about the Transformers one. Yeah. The spoilers. So this was a wild movie. It was surprisingly. It was a, a bit different than what I was expecting. Wait, it was way different than what I was expecting. Um, what were you expecting? I'm just curious. It was like, not different than I was expecting. Really? I yeah, feel yeah, like it was, was about yeah, it like met it, it met and then exceeded my expectations in some ways. But like I kind of like the vibe of it. Felt kind of like what I was looking for going in. I don't know if I've just been like jaded by all the other (laughs) Spider-Man movies, but I was not expecting anything close to this. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, I feel like they, they, uh, they did a lot. It was, it was a little bit long, but I feel like they, 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 they stayed away from a lot of the things that I didn't want them to have to deal with. Like his origin story and what happened to his uncle and like Mm -hmm. all this stuff that we know and we've seen like, how many times at this point? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so like they stayed away from all that stuff. Like even mm-hmm. the trailers made it look like we were going to have like kind of an origin story. Mm-hmm. But they still were able to introduce him to characters that uh, he needed to be introduced to. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a, in a in a way that like made it feel fresh. So, yeah, a unique kind of a way. Yeah, that's kind of like why I was surprised. I think I just think the tone of it. Like <clears throat> it's not a bad thing that it was different than what I was expecting. Just the tone of it, it didn't feel like any other Marvel movie. Mm. Like, it did feel different to me. Um, the only times where it felt kind of marvel was when Tony Stark was in it. Because hmm. yeah. then you get those kind of, like, Tony Stark things. I think having Peter be the youngest Peter Parker we've ever had in a Spider-Man movie, that, that might have also played into it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and just... the I don't even know how to... Exp- like, I've been trying to, like, prep myself to explain what it is. Hmm. But it's, uh, 
like, I don't know. I don't have the words. So my, like my, I, I felt like it was like, I, I was worried that it wasn't going to feel like a Marvel movie. Cause it's like, it's, you know, you got Sony attached to it and it's like, Oh, Spider-Man. Like we said, we've seen him so many times and I was worried that it was going to be more disconnected. But like from the get go, this is very much like it, it, it is embedded in like in the Marvel universe. And I, I appreciated that about it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and so, so along those lines, like, I also think they, they did a lot of things right with like his relationships with other people and like, and the way that like the behavior of a lot of the characters in it, mm-hmm. um, which like you said, like his age, like, I mean, he's a young Spider-Man, like he's in high school, like a, a well, just like a sophomore in high school. Yeah, he said he's a sophomore, he's and, 15. And so, so like you definitely 15. Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. F- yeah, that's right. Usually 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so like then like th- that aspect of it, the high schoolness of it was definitely more apparent in this movie mm-hmm. than it has been in any of the other Spider-Man He was movies. way more of a kid. Mm-hmm. Like way more of yeah. a kid. Like when you look at like Andrew Garfield, like, it, it looks like 20-somethings pretending to be high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Where you look okay, at... Okay, but you guys realize that it wasn't that way right that like andrew garfield wasn't in high school right Wait, no, no he, he wasn't he, high school. he was, he was yeah. in the first I was, one I was saying correct about that toby mcguire was was graduating from high school like the first scene of, of right. spider-man so he was right. never in high school through the right. entire spider-man trilogy and uh, uh did andrew garfield graduate at some point he graduated the second movie the second movie starts so, I mean, with their graduation is, yeah, there, there's no shock to me because i mean it was he was in high school it was yeah. obviously a, a very much <clears throat> to, I mean, from years ago, when they said we're going to do this movie, it was like we're going to do this movie, and he's going to be a young high schooler. So there was yeah. nothing unexpected to me about that at all. I just like that 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 was a different take than the other movies. Yes, took. like that was a different tack, like than the other, like the uh, previous ones took, because like they had to. Like I mean, and that's the other yeah, thing. But exactly it, that, I feel like it was only that way because they had to, and they very much were just like. There were so many efforts, well done efforts, but they're just to say, this is different. Look at this different because everyone complains about, oh, I was so jaded by the Spider-Man or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, when there's been a thousand more Batman movies than Spider-Man movies, but nobody complains about more Batman movies. But true. for some reason, people like to complain about spi- more Spider-Man movies come out, coming out all the time. Um, I don't necessarily complain about it. I just think like that a lot of them, like they're just super similar. It's just the same story every single time. Even like I think, and I I don't know. We've talked about this before, but I feel like Spider Man One and Spider Man Two are basically the same film. I feel like Spider Man One and Amazing Spider Man are almost the same movie. Um, and like I was all, I, like I was surprised by like for for instance like the villain in this in the trailers at least looked super Green Goblin Goblinish. Like he was gonna be like the Green Goblin. He wasn't, which was good. Um, but like, yeah. the, I, like I'm sick of the Green Goblin. Like it's just like yeah, we've just yeah. seen that too much. You know? <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like if you have a Batman movie, like you mentioned Batman movies, like it's, if it's Batman versus the Penguin every single time, you know, and it's like, oh, let's it, let's let's switch this up, you know. Um, but yeah, like I, I like, even if like in the past, in the whenever we saw Joker in Suicide Squad, it was kind of like, ah, oh, man, it kind of is over the Joker now, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah. No, everyone was just like, I wish it was Heath Ledger. No, 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 that nobody, too. Nobody's yeah. over the Joker. Everybody still wants the Joker. Yeah, everybody still wants it. Yeah. The uh, the interesting thing that you brought up, like, I mean, I, again, it was pretty much like tonal, like tone wise, within exactly what I was in, anticipating. But like, that was what I was hoping for. Like, I think it was. It's kind of See, one yeah, of those that's things what that I was not looking forward to the entire really? time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. I mean, I, I honestly was not really looking forward to this movie because it's just a high school movie to me. It's like High School Musical meets Spider-Man. So I mean, that's what I was like. I was super, super excited for, and I was happy that it happened because, like, even if, even if 
they had to do the, these X Y Z different than the other films, mm-hmm. like in order to in order to not like fall under the same hat as them. And mm-hmm. oh, we're just doing this again. Even if that that was the case, even if they're like, well, we have to do X Y Z. Like, whenever you do everything wrong, the only options that are left are probably the right options that mm-hmm. you should take. And so I feel like that's kind of what would have happened here. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know. We can't do, you know, this, you know, the the origin story again. And so we can't yeah. do this and that. And so it's like, but those are all the right choices. So even if they were backed into that corner to make the right choice, it's like, it's still the right choice in my mind. So. Yeah, I did. Like, I get what you're saying, though, in, in some terms of like, there was a couple times whenever I felt like I didn't relate necessarily to his like plight because I was like, well, like we're. We have that we're trying to tell this very mature story mm. with this very immature character, mm. and uh, this is oh man, see, like it's hard to do this without spoiling. But like, there, um, we mentioned Tony Stark's in it. I got tired of Tony Stark being in it. It was just like I got tired of like that like oversight that dynamic. Just, yeah, where it's just like, oh man, again, like come on, yeah. I, like just yeah. stop with this shtick, like for like the fifth time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just got old, and yeah. maybe it was supposed to. I don't know, because like it did for Peter, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, there were there were definitely some things like within it, in the middle where I was just like like that, where I was just like, oh man, you know, I I don't relate to this, you know, but it's probably because I'm not in high school anymore, or I'm not like, or or whatever it is, like where there were those those like oversight moments where like, well, let's just he's making very adult decisions, you know, where he's like, I'm gonna right. go like fight this crime, and like until they said he was 15, like I didn't, I was like, oh crap, yeah, I guess yeah. he is 15, like that's. And I Seems guess young. They, yeah. it was. It's interesting that they they. It seemed like they were putting that just juxtaposition of like, oh, you have to make adult decisions while you're still making like you're going on field trips and things like this. Yeah. Like you're, you know, there are there are things that are happening that are, have to happen with high school kids, but you're also <laughs> torn between these two worlds. And so, like, I definitely get that they were trying with that dynamic. Maybe they yeah. were a little bit too heavy handed. Like, with how, I don't know. how old are the kids in Stranger Things? Like nine or ten or something like that. Yeah, probably. You know, it's like that. That felt like appropriate for their age. Like that feels the right age. This didn't necessarily feel like a fifteen-year-old. Interesting. I don't know. I think without getting too into it, I think there's some subtext to this movie about like, you know, choosing choosing to have your life or choosing to be a superhero. Like, Hmm. um, there's a lot of conflict within Peter about like. You know, there's a reason I, I, the first time I heard the title homecoming, I was like, that's kind of a stupid title for a <laughs> superhero movie, but really it does revolve around like his inner conflict of like, am I going to miss out on the most formative years of my life so that I can feel cool being Spider-Man or am I going to do good in the world and just be hmm. Peter Parker? Mm-hmm. Like, I hope that wasn't too spoilery. But I don't think fine. so. That's no, fine. I think I think we I think we've been definitely <clears throat> the good side of of spoilers <laughs> up until this point. The spoiler but, fans. All right, does anybody else have any other thoughts? Like music. Let's let's we, we usually music, talk about the music. The music was cool. Spoilers. Like at the beginning, they open with yeah. the Spider-Man theme. I think, yeah. So like in terms of like uh, uh, humor, I felt like they so rather than like just being funny, just like parts, they just like dove straight into like we're just gonna be funny all the time. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay, I like that. At least we're not trying to like. You know, ruin a serious moment with like, yeah, there's a quick jab. It's like, okay, I know this is going to be like funny yeah. all the time. I I kind of thought this was one of the less funny. Really, I think Doctor there's, Strange is the less the least funny. True, definitely Marvel's Marvel movie, and not that they're supposed to be comedies. No, but Marvel has always had that kind of characteristic <laughs> of like, 
we make you laugh. Like there's always a time to like kick back and have a good laugh mm-hmm. even in the middle of, you know, this craziness. And I just felt like a lot of the jokes in this movie fell flat. Oh, like, really? Or like I, I said the punchline in my head before they said it on the mm-hmm. screen kind of a thing. Like I know where they're going with this. Interesting. There were a couple uh, of moments like <clears throat> where like when we get into the spoiler section, I can I bring up one specific moment where like there was a funny thing that happened in a very serious time and like the, the theater laughed really loud. And I was like, that kind of like ruined that moment. But at the same time, I was like, so the- but that character would totally do that. Yeah. No, it was. Oh. It, yeah. Oh, okay. It, like the character would totally do that right now, and it's like that totally happens or had happened to me probably in high school, where you're like, there's just something serious going on, and someone, you know, one of your friends does something crazy. So yeah, it's uh, but yeah. Anyway, so I I, I liked the humor, humor yeah. in it. I thought the acting was great. Mm-hmm. Direction yeah. was great. It's a little long. I say go see it. Yeah. I say uh, I say go see it as well, like especially uh, if you like Spider Man, if you like you know Marvel movies, it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're gonna watch Infinity War, go see it. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you do you say? Go see it as well. Yeah, absolutely. What do you say? I don't agree with the if you're gonna go see Infinity War, see it because I don't think that'll be related oh, at God. all. Oh. You don't think he's gonna be in Infinity War? No, he's absolutely gonna be in Infinity War. But why would you have to go see this movie about him? You know, going to Homecoming. Uh, you know, to go see true. him in Infinity War. I mean, other than to get like the the context of the character and that sort of thing. But it's like if you're a completionist with, uh, with I think the Marvel they, universe, well, that, and you're I gonna think, go see it. Yeah, anyway. and I think they set up some things with Tony that are new hmm. and different hmm. from from where they left it before. Yep. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. We can get I, into I, that in the spoilers too. That's just before. I think that was some course correcting they did. Really? I think so. We can get into that later. All right, yeah, War. let's get into that later. Because <laughs> I kind of, yeah. I, I could see that perspective. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. So, oh, 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 Anyway, we're about to spoil this thing. This spoiler clock is winding down. So if you don't want to be spoiled on this, turn off the podcast now and then we'll watch it come back and listen to all of the spoiled thoughts <laughs> the thoughts that have spoiled and we're going to spoil it in five four three two one throw out a spoiler the the vulture <laughs> is peter parker's crush's dad <gasps> that actually threw me for a loop holy cow that actually, you know, it, it, it was it, a twist it was a twist. I mean, after the fact, it was kind of like, oh, well, yeah, well, that's the way yeah. you do it if you were writing a script for a movie. Right, or, or whatever. right. But, but I didn't see it coming. <laughs> but I definitely didn't see it coming. I was, you know, was, was kind of like, mad at myself because I didn't see it coming. Like, was yeah. that how you were? Were you like, yeah, yeah, you look totally. back and you're like, that makes complete sense. Why didn't I notice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's, it seemed totally natural afterwards. You were just like, well, oh, yeah. That's, because that's every other super, like, if you look at Spider Man 3, the one with the Dust Man, Sandman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Dust Man. Whatever his name is, uh, and like dust bunnies, like Sandman and Vulture basically have the same kind of sure. like yeah. uh, motivation, right? Mm. It's all for their family, family. and that you know, yeah. but it's like normally you would see the family, like you would see mm-hmm. him tuck his daughter in and mm-hmm. be like, "Daddy's gonna yeah. take care of you," and then and in this one, he never showed his family, and I'm like, "How am I supposed to trust this guy and have some kind of like empathy towards him if you haven't shown me his family?" Oh, yeah. So like that's <laughs> that was the thing that I was lacking, like in that opening sequence, right? So in the yeah. opening sequence, you just like you kind of I, mm-hmm. I felt like there was a leap that was made there that I just had to kind of go along with yeah, right it's off like, the oh, bat. He's yeah, I, it's I like, felt like oh, that we're, we're we're construction people, or we're like we're like cleaning up the city, we're doing like good for the communities and the yeah. people, and then all of a sudden it's like now nah, we're gonna rob all the banks, and yeah. it's like. I guess like not knowing anything about the backstory of that character that could happen. And so you just kind of assume, okay, 
he he's probably been a bad dude the entire time, but he yeah. just hasn't really shown it. But here's here's know. the positive side of that to, to me is that you don't get that huge terrible monologue at the end where he's like, "Why are you doing this? Why <laughs> why would you do this?" Because eight years ago, Tony Stark ruined my life. And you go into this huge monologue yeah, thing like, where like they Obadiah have to explain. Stane. What's that? Oh, like Obadiah Stane in Iron Man 1. Yeah. Where it's just like, you you now have to put all the pieces together and you're yeah. just like, okay, why aren't you just like punching him in the face? Like yeah. he's just completely, like that always bugs me in superhero movies when they, and they make fun of it like in The Incredibles, you know? You like, got me, me monologuing. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just, that, that's my favorite and, in my opinion, the best superhero movie. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I, like, I, tell me how you guys feel, because I, like, afterwards I was like, I don't know how I felt starting with that. It felt weird. I know they did it so they were doing everything in chronological order, but yeah. I would almost rather it have started with, like, with Peter and then we gone back and, like, shown like that. It definitely, like, I was not expecting to see the the villain right off the bat and but other marvel movies have done that like iron man 2 started off with the villain mm, yeah i, don't, I didn't think it was weird personally i mean no. as far as just like the context of the film I, I thought that it was good i thought it was honestly it was it was uh, the whole opening sequence from starting with the Spider-Man theme song was like Marvel just saying, we got Spider-Man! You mentioned the name Homecoming. It's like, yeah. I felt like that is um, like, that's why they called it that. And it makes sense with the, 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 the plot too, but it's like, it's Spider-Man returning home to Marvel. You know, no, it's no, like, exactly. it's his homecoming. So then the first opening sequence was exactly just saying... Hey, this is in the Marvel Universe. Hey, yeah, remember yeah, in the Avengers true. when yeah. the aliens came and destroyed yeah. the city? These were the dudes that had to deal with the butt end of that stuff, and mm-hmm. they're pissed off. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it just kind of established that real quick and just said, just kind of, hey, take this little nugget or whatever, because like this is you know this very slight motivation. They were just very big on overall, like we don't want to do origin stuff for like anybody, for like yeah. villains yeah, or for, for anybody. We just, but they still wanted to give you enough to give you motivation. So I think it was uh, is exact, exactly that. Just like, hey, here's this little yeah, true. five, six, seven minute uh, epilogue or um, prologue, prologue before, before the film just that establishes this is in the Marvel Universe. You saw Avengers Tower. Yeah. We talked about Tony Stark. We showed a picture of drawing of Thor and... Uh, Hulk and Captain America, mm-hmm. and uh, then we saw all this alien technology, and mm-hmm. then boom, you know, eight, eight years later, we're post Avengers 2, we're post Civil War, and then we've created some crazy weapons and we're selling them. Yeah, I mean, and the whole overarching, not overarching, but like the big theme to me was that uh, in the Marvel Universe sense, was that things are falling through the cracks, mm-hmm. that we have all these Avengers that are so powerful or whatever. And they're stopping Thanos, and or they're going to or whatever, and uh, they're dealing with all these big problems. But then, like fighting these with little, each other. But then these or fighting with each other, sort of. Um, <laughs> or these little uh, little street thugs, you know, per se, that are kind of growing more and more and more, or becoming a mm. bigger deal that they just hadn't really noticed because yeah. it started as just like uh, you know who cares about a bank robbery or whatever but you know they have this serious technology and then people are losing lives and then the accidents are getting bigger and we're taking it to dc and we split a ferry in half and yeah you know and then i think like that was uh, kind of the the point 
yeah. to say, hey, we need more and we need to pay more attention to the, the smaller details of the world and not just these big Avenger-sized problems. And I think that fits really well with like Spider-Man and, and his like, like just the idea of his character anyway being, you know, tied to this New York City and like that sort of thing. Of course, we got out into Washington, D.C. in this one, but I mean, being tied to like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, like that mm-hmm. idea that Spider-Man has always been a street level kind of a kind of a guy and it's i i like the fact that yeah you're you're still dealing with some super serious stuff because weapons and like there's power out there and people that don't even really know what they're doing or have world domination kind of things they're trying to fly as low under the radar as they can Mm -hmm. so that they can continue um the other thing that i thought about like putting spacing out a lot of the encounters that we had with vulture also played it it really kind of played that hand of like okay you should have seen this coming where he was like where the villain is tied to the most important person to uh peter's like high school life you know that sort of thing and you don't because like of the way that they do it and so whatever they did in the like the beginning chunk of this to space out your interactions with him to space out your like how how much you know about him and like separate where he mentions his family at the very beginning from like the end of the movie where you're like oh yeah you know to to kind of build that the way they did for the big surprise it makes sense you know you sacrifice a little bit of uh, a little bit of the character of like okay well you know what is his motivation or whatever for getting all of that motivation all at mm-hmm. once later on? I feel like, so I don't know if they'll bring him back, but they have the opportunity now to build a pretty strong villain. Like the, the thing about like Loki is the fact he's still around. Like yeah. that's what mm-hmm. makes him a good villain. Well, yeah. like, and cause he's like the only villain that people have liked. Like that's true. Like, Marvel's, the had only had, one Marvel, enemies developed. Marvel's had a huge issue with like villains overall. Like they have yeah. weak villains. People don't like their villains. They their kill villains their villains not, all the they time. They kill their villains. Their villains are not developed. Um, but I so actually especially like with Infinity War coming up, I think definitely they're wanting to kind of put a few more crones in the back pocket to be able to uh, pull uh, out to throw into a couple of scenes. That's an interesting thought. Like if Vulture shows up in Infinity War, that, that would be cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the idea that, that he's still around. Like you said, I like you have Vulture him in prison. Was- I thought Vulture was cool yeah, overall. I, I thought Mike, I, I'm a big Michael Keaton fan, and yeah. I thought that he did just really well. Just overall, just he's just a top notch actor yeah. in, my, in my book, and so you yeah. know that he just nailed a good acting performance of a role. I mean, Tony Stark was kind of the same same way to me. He was honestly in it less than I thought that he would really? be mm. um, comparatively to the movie. I thought it would be a way more. Uh, him kind of involved in the plot or the everything, mm. but it was really like just he was him. the guy with the headset. He's yeah. the, what was it? What do we call yeah, it? Yeah, the, the man the, in the chair. Man the man in the, the chair. chair. Yeah. So so you're every time he says that, it makes me think of Inspector Gadget and like <laughs> the villain with the oh. cat. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But it felt that way too when like Tony Stark was there. Same, same kind of thing, you know. It's just like okay, well, this is just clearly just like you know an adult and like a mm-hmm. pro actor and like a guy you know who's, who knows what he's doing and can you know deliver a good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, not that necessarily all the younger actors didn't deliver good performances, but it was just that, you know, I mean, uh, just kind of a thing of of work. Maybe it's unrelatable. It was just like, I feel like it was done well per se, but just maybe not for me. Just like, you know, just, I didn't get so much enjoyment out of it. I think a lot of people who are in that like 13 to 20 age group will probably like, this will probably be like their favorite Marvel movie Mm -hmm. of all time. Um, I think... What were you telling me about Tom Hardy's character? I don't think that that was okay. him after. It really did kind of look like him. Is that not Tom uh, Hardy? The guy who was originally who was the Shocker in uh, mm. the, his one of his mm. his uh, Vultures guys. It really mm. looked like Tom Hardy because Tom Hardy is going to be Venom um, in the Venom movie that they are apparently actually actually making and not just like pretending right. to make. But it's not like I mean the Venom stuff and like a lot of the. the, the 
most of the uh, the rest of the Spider-Man kind of stuff is not in the MCU. Like Spider-Man's mm-hmm. in the MCU, but like the Venom movie won't be. And like it's uh, that's a little what? bit confusing with a lot of this. Really? Yeah, a lot yeah. of the yeah, Sony. I think any of the other Sony movies that are supposedly oh, coming out. Well, and I are think Sony even MCU. has the the right to make separate Spider-Man movies without Tom Holland. That's crazy. Like that's crazy. I think talk. I read I've that. I've heard somewhere. something about that. That like even they were like, oh, Andrew Garfield's gonna still do more Spider. It's like I don't know, you know. So maybe he shows up in the Venom movie. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, I feel it was, like it was Logan weird. Marshall Green. I don't know who this guy is, yeah. but he yeah. does. Yeah, he looks eerily yeah. similar to Tom. Yeah, let me see what he looks cool. like. I think they should just steer into the skid and just get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield all. and just do the Spider-Verse. Dude, and the just, Spider-Verse? You know, oh, just, my gosh. Just have tons of Spider-Man, yeah. throw them in there. <laughs> get, this, cool. get Spider-Pig? Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's totally a thing. Oh Man, that reminds me of a dream I had when I was a kid that was about Spider-Pig. <laughs> like, literally, like, pigs with, like, spider arms, or was it, like, Spider-Man as a pig? Wait. I meant ninja pigs. Ninja pigs. Because oh, no, no, they had like little black bandanas like around their eyes and they had throwing stars. And, uh, Wait, this is a dream? Oh, no, 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 for sure. It's a very vivid dream that I had when I was like seven at my grandma's house in uh, West Tennessee. And uh, it was terrifying. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I love that it was, it was terrifying as well. <laughs> uh, there's an overall theme in most of my dreams about me being up against the world and nobody nice. being literally nobody being on my side. Similar so, to the ending of this movie. Similar to uh, yeah, the ending of this movie and how I feel about my opinions on most movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do we think about Tony moving Avengers Tower out of New York? I feel like it's because New York's sitting a little crowded because we had Avengers Tower, we had Doctor Strange is in New York now. And now Spider Man is in New York. That's just a lot and of heroes got for New York. All, all of the uh, the Netflix series is, are yeah, in the New Detroit. Yorkers. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. One's in Brooklyn, one's I mean, like they're all in different neighborhoods, but it's like they're and none but of them feature but Western Missouri. Literally Somebody needs to protect that place. <laughs> yeah. Literally none of them feature Avengers Tower in mm-hmm. the Netflix series, which is always the glaring. Well, the obvious Jessica oversight. Jones poster had the the Stark Tower in it. Mm. Didn't have it in the show. Yeah, but. I was about to say, whenever you look at any of the skyline uh, like shots of that, they didn't do any business with adding that in. No. I don't know any other reason to do that other than just to get, yeah. get him out of New York. So, and, and also, like I was like, well, maybe in an Infinity War, they just like don't want to destroy New York again. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I guess been there, done that, you know? I mean, if I was, if I was uh, while, yeah, you have the idea of like, oh, they're protecting New York, but it's like, if I was... Like the mayor of New York, I'd be like, guys, you got to get out of here. You guys are a gigantic target on my city. <laughs> they already, uh, I'm not sure. I know the timeline is something weird with this movie because didn't they already moved, they already moved the Avengers Tower um, at the end of Age of Ultron when they, when Captain America assembled the new Avengers team. And then you saw that, that same Avengers station in Ant-Man when he visited that place. They mentioned that they had expanded it because uh, like they had the, the it, thing it, it upstate. It didn't look the same. They had the thing upstate, but as they was flying over, there was like the one offline from uh uh what's his name um happy happy um which was awesome having john favreau in yeah the, i loved in happy it. um but uh but yeah like whenever they were flying over he mentioned yeah they we you know it's it's the brand new like expanded or whatever like thing because like we've been there before like you said i just assumed that like that was the training station with captain america's folks and now they're just relocating everyone there rather than being in the tower so um well, because they even said like the, the different rooms and stuff like you're going to be rooming next to Vision and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. well, also, I mean, 
I, I, I'm, well, this I, is post I, get, Civil I, get, War, I get confused on everything because the, the Avengers are also in disarray. Like Captain America's yeah. gone. He's like, you know, AWOL and, uh, several other people. So I don't even know who is a part of the Avengers now. So <laughs> like they, yeah. they've left and Tony Stark was out, but then now he's back in. Cause he likes, he has quit the Avengers like four times <laughs> Well, yeah, or something. <laughs> end so, of every movie, man. Yeah. The end of every movie. He's like, I don't he, know about this anymore. Because literally... He takes the piece of shrapnel out of his heart and puts it on his desk <laughs> and quits. And then he <laughs> stuffs it back in his heart and, you know, starts the next movie the, uh, after that. Yeah, the the, uh, the the funny thing about that is, like, I feel like that's just because Robert Downey every time is like, guys, I don't know about this. I don't know how I can keep doing this. What were you saying about uh, your, like, how you think they were like, maybe course correcting with, uh, with oh, Tony's I think, character I after think Civil War? There was some non-script reason that they took like non-plot reason that they took pepper pots out of civil war mm-hmm. and they had to come up with some reason why tony stark is all messed up right and so they're like well let's just you know we can't get gwyneth paltrow so we'll just say him and pepper pots aren't together shoehorn yeah. in a, uh, well, I, a think distressed what, love. I, I think she didn't want to do it like that's why yeah. i was surprised to see her in this because i was like i thought she was i thought she had said something like she was done with the marvel franchise Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know, but like to have her show up was almost kind of like a, yeah, it just, to me, it felt like, we're just kidding about that, oh, don't, yeah. don't worry, they're together, in fact, they're getting married. <laughs> I thought it was also like some I course correcting, yeah. I did too, man, it was, it was awesome. Um, I always liked the dynamic of uh, the, like, uh, Tony and then Pepper Potts and then Happy as well, yeah. like, I mean, the, the three of them, like, since Iron Man 2, was it? Or was he in Iron Man 1? No, they were well? all in Iron Man 1. Okay. Like, they've always been, like, a really cool, like, dynamic yeah. with each other. Um, so, I also thought that, like, from Civil War, we leave Tony in such a place of, like, like you said, like, he's he's out of the team and, like, you know, he's he's done some crazy stuff, you know, and stuff like that, which which obviously everyone did some crazy stuff in, in Civil War. But I think in this one, it's, like, it, it takes him and takes him from that dark, really dark kind of place there. Mm-hmm. It takes him and, like, goes, hey, you know, he's still, like, interacting. He's at, you know, he's, he's doing stuff. He's working. And while he still has a lot of, like, he's monitoring the GPS and all of the, the like, visuals on um, Spider-Man. So it's, like, he still has this kind of, like, big brother kind of vibe about him but it's it's like he's he's still the same tony like he isn't like core level changed from the events of mm-hmm. uh civil war so i, I think that, that that like little course correction there because like you leave in civil war and like who knows where anyone stands well, and so okay. it's, it was it was nice to see him be tony still so let's think about this who really like i know we talked about this but i kind of want to go back like who really is in the avengers like we have tony stark they mentioned vision mm-hmm Hulk uh, is in space. Thor is uh, is not around. He was uh, still in the Avengers. He did, he just didn't engage in Civil War. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is in Avengers. In prison? No. Mm-mm. I thought Scarlet is Witch she? went with Captain well, America. Well, she's with Captain oh, Whoever was man. in prison went with Captain America. Yeah. So that'd be Scarlet Witch. Um, uh, Arrow. Scarlet Johansson is still still with the Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Whatever so Black Widow is with them. Black so Widow. yeah, Hawkeye is is with Captain America. But Hawkeye, Hawkeye, and Scarlet Witch were in the prison, and then at the end of Civil War, uh, Captain America came and busted them. Yeah. Out. Whoever yeah. was in prison. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's Ant Man was the other one. Ant Man's with them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so the the Avengers is pretty slim, slim, slim pickings. Which is probably why Tony is trying to recruit him. Ro- Rhodey is pretty much out or like rehabbing, you know, because he got like destroyed. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and, and then yeah, I don't know where right. Falcon is. 
No, yeah, Falcon's, Cap- Falcon's, Falcon's Captain America all the way. You know, yeah. They, you know, and it's no thought. wonder that, like, that things are falling through the cracks, like you said. You know, it's like in this movie, and you have, like, street-level kind They're of criminals like that are getting They're down to, like, 30% bigger. of their original team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and they probably need to lease out or sell the tower in order to... <laughs> <laughs> They're not making enough hero bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you guys feel about the end... Like, I got that Peter Parker had to, like, make the right choice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What do you like, mean by the right choice? Like, you know, his aunt needs, he needs to be with his aunt. He's too young to be, like, like dropping out of high school and becoming an Avenger. Like, that's ridiculous, right? But, man, Is that, it though? that suit looked really cool. I know, it looked like, really cool. <laughs> I just wanted him to have that suit. Like, like... <sighs> Interesting that the spider on the suit. Like, I mean, I like like the design. I mean, he's from also the comics obviously going to have the suit. Yeah, right. I, I At some like, point, I think like that suit. Like the uh, the design of it looks a lot like the uh, the um, the one from PlayStation. It does the, with the, like the full chest spider. Yeah, where like kind of the legs go off to the sides and everything. It's just that one. It has like rather than it being the blue in there, it's like white and that sort of thing. So yeah. I mean, I I don't think that there's anything with that other than they both were inspired by the same. I mean, I like that. I, I wish comics, we. I'd but. wish we'd seen more of the. Yeah, like like what you said about some of the like thought process behind it, because like, I think, yeah, he, the, he Peter Parker through all the movies has always been like this one of like, well, I want to lead a, a normal life, but then I also want to be a superhero at the same time. But then they both bleed into and ruin each other, you know, where like mm-hmm. the villains find out who like the people I love are. And then, um, I can't, I, I have to leave every two seconds to go like take care of crime or whatever. And yeah. so, well, Peter Parker, you know, is isn't rich is really his his yeah. his biggest holdback, and and that's what uh, in general I think is you know just fascinating about the character. That's why I think mm-hmm. movies like uh, Spider Man Two are really good, despite maybe some flaws or whatever, because they accentuate that so much of just the struggle of being Peter Parker, and you know, mm-hmm. just trying to just be a person in existence and paying your rent, and mm-hmm. you know, just like the the world still goes. You know, it's like whether you're a superhero or not. But then at the same time, he's got all this obligation to try to save the world. But then that leaves these just gaps in his life that he has to just lie his way out of badly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Which is uh, really funny. Like with this one, like whenever she was like, uh, I love whenever she said, you're a bad liar. And like, you're like, yeah, he kind of is. You're right. Like, it's weird that nobody has caught on to this. And then literally like a few scenes later, the vultures like, putting it all together and like that tension was building and that sort of thing. I, mm-hmm. I loved, that was such a great scene. Yeah. I love the way oh that they kind of paced out that idea of like, okay, no, you're a bad liar. And then it's like, yeah, he kind of is. And then you're, you're like, but, but other people buy it for some reason. And then just needed he, an adult to figure it out. Right. 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 <laughs> he needed somebody who kind of like could put a timeline to this thing and be like, wait, well, a it second. seems like it wasn't they, just the, like, yeah, Snapchat. Sorry. Were <laughs> you know, they implying MJ kind of like knows what's up too, or something's up. I think like MJ is just obsessed with him. Like I think that I feel was like the, there were uh, definitely just some weird implications with her overall. Like uh, I don't know if they were intentional or there was something backed up behind it, or they were just trying to make her kind of weird. But mm. there was definitely just that where she was just like around and clearly just like observing mm-hmm. yeah. things. I mean, I feel like of all the people, like if I mean, because his. Like, I loved that his best friend completely all the time wanted to just shout it from the rooftops. (laughs) Like, he was like, he was like, he's like, oh, do you think we should tell everyone? And he's like, no, we shouldn't tell everyone. Do you think I should tell everyone? (laughs) I I love that. But like, of all the people that would know, but then like, not tell anyone, like you would think of his friend group, it Mm -hmm. would be 
you know mj or whatever yeah. like the way that she behaved and that was the thing like i liked about her character there were numerous times where you're we just like what 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 is this and it was the time whenever they walk he walks in and there's a super de- tension like just built he just had was threatened like crazy from the vulture and walks into the the uh, the the homecoming and he looks over at his friends and she like flips him off and that was the moment where the entire theater was just like ha ha ha, ha. and i was like that kind of broke the oh, moment no. but i've had like lots of crazy friends do crazy things at weird times you know yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, I was, I was it okay fit with, with the character really well. Yeah. So and and so and brought attention to her, and so I think she'll probably be a bigger deal moving forward. So I like some of the things that they did that kind of like they all, that also surprised me. So like at the party scene, like he didn't show back up as Spider Man at some point and just make himself look cool. Right. Yeah. Like I liked that that didn't happen because I kind of expected it to. Yeah. Um, I like that Donald Glover's. Um, thug character actually like ended up helping him out and like you saved my life kind of like yeah. i'm gonna help you out kind of thing like yeah i liked that that happened i was happy that that he returned after the one like the the original scene because i was like oh man Dan, you know donald glover he's like such an amazing actor and then it's like whenever he went away i was like oh man it's kind of a bummer <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then he comes back and like it, they have this nice uh like heavy scene emotional scene and i liked uh i liked the idea that they explained his webbing mm, that mm-hmm. it dissolves mm-hmm. in two hours <laughs> and like no other Spider-Man movie has really like taken, taken the care to like just even with a one line kind of thing, throw away thing, just tell you who cleans up this stuff. Oh, and more than I think because they didn't, have, this wasn't an origin story, like more than almost any other Marvel movie, especially one of like the first one in a series, like it, this world felt lived in you know like he has his hiding spot for his webbing and he has like all these things worked out like he, mm. he hasn't got a good solution for where to put his backpack but like <laughs> other than that which like if it dissolves in two hours he's going it's gonna fall like they yeah. can just take it you yeah. know so like uh but like i love that like it, this was kind of a lived in kind of world thing in the kind of like star wars approach where it's just like okay well let's i've just got all these things i do and this is and they would show them and reveal them at different times which yeah. is really cool yeah did you guys feel like his suit was a little OP. The the Karen the, suit. The Karen suit. I mean what does OP I, mean? Like overpowered, like just oh, too yeah, many yeah, things yeah, going no, on. hundred percent. I mean it totally just... like yes, but like I, I feel like it, that's in line with what Tony does. Like yeah, Tony's say, I, Yeah. In order to stay true to his character, they kinda had to give it like Compl- like even he like references it. He's like, this is too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't. He went back. He's like, I just want the like these things. He didn't even yeah. use. Maybe he used like the the uh, whatever he's well, he pulling the, the ship together. Yeah, the bombs. Like yeah, something he used like the that. shock at one point. But yeah, you're right. Like yeah, I mean it was all kind of cool stuff. But at, the, at at times I was like, I don't know, like it's kind of Batman esque. The, the part that kind of got to me, yeah, the part that got to me a little too much was when he was on the ferry. And he had like five screens up and he's yeah. watching all these different angles. And I'm like, man, that's not like, where's the spider sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. where's like his, interesting? Yeah. You know, does like, he have spider sense? He never had spider sense in this movie. It never, uh, never, it never talked about it. Well, even he got like hit he by has... the, he got hit by the bus. Yeah, honestly, and like really, that I mean, normally in a, in a, uh, in the previous movies when it was spider sense or whatever, somebody would like hit him, like throw a bus at him or whatever. And he'd be like, wait a second. And then he would like, well, like in the amazing Spider-Man stuff, they would do everything like bullet time to mm-hmm. where right. you could basically like, see things happening in slow motion that was kind of his spidey sense it feels yeah. like he just has super strength that's all i got and out sticks of it. to walls it sticks to walls yeah because he has to i mean even the, like his shooters are like a, the, but like, is that the suit no that's his thing no it's sticking, oh, to walls. sticking to the walls no i think that's him should should be him at him at least 
I don't. But yeah, how does it work with his shoes and stuff? I don't know. It's in. Uh, I'm personally know. more of, even though it's not based on the comics, I'm more of a fan of like the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where everything was like more organic and, you know, the organic web shooters and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Even though that's not the way it was in the comics or whatever, I mm-hmm. thought that those were, that was actually an idea from James Cameron. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought that those ideas were really good. Had, and like, uh, just added to him just, just the power, you know, I'm all about, you know, the power of the care, you know, of the character. And that's why, you know, yeah, they, take, take, the suit they away. take away the suit at some point so we can re-earn his <laughs> suit or whatever. You know, it's not about the suit. It's about the man in the suit or whatever and all that stuff. But didn't really even prove that, you know, really, it's like, uh, you know, he sure seemed a lot better with the suit on. I think um, like with the, uh, so going back to like what you said about the suit being overpowered. The Karen thing, I think, because you have a whole section of the movie there where he is by himself. Yeah. And so like in a lot of ways, like you, from a like standpoint of like, okay, we need to be able to communicate what's going on here. Him talking and like talking is Spider-Man's thing, Mm -hmm. you know, to just quipping and like doing, Mm -hmm. telling jokes and all like, that's just his thing. And so like to give you, they had to give him somebody to talk to. So I feel like that's why we had to do the suit thing, but yeah, maybe some of the, the extraneous gadgets and things like that were a little bit much, um, from that perspective. But yeah, that's why you would have to have Karen definitely karen and and the best friend were just ways of because they didn't tell an origin story so mm-hmm. those are just people to tell an origin story without mm-hmm. telling telling an origin story right. it's like hey here's my best friend that will ask me any question that the audience may want to ask me <laughs> right and now my friend charles here will now ask it for you <laughs> um, yeah, and it's kind of the same with karen it's just like hey want to know what my new spider sp- spider suit does well, Karen's gonna tell you everything about it. Yeah, or so like, where am I? And she like literally tells you where he's he at. Oh, you're in the most crush. secure facility on the, you know, on right. the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> thanks for the exposition. You know, it's yeah, the uh, like him talking and things like. You're right. That's the mm-hmm. way to tell all of the origin story information that you normally get without actually doing. It. I kind of like that. Like it's it's it's, it's kind of it's, oh, it's, it's a way fine. to handle like I said, it. I, I genuinely think that the movie was you know objectively like probably good and you know very quality and it kind of you know marvel at this point is just like good at making the process of like making movies and you know they hit their marks and they hit their points and you have you know a beginning a middle and a middle and an end and you know and it's it's good in that way to me it's just uh it's nothing great Mm -hmm. to, to me either it's just like yeah it'll probably be a good movie and it'll probably you know make sense and we'll have decent acting and you know it'll have good special effects and the story you know will be you know that type of story where there'll be a superhero that will have hardships and he'll overcome the hardships in the end and you know we'll uh we'll, we'll win and save the day it's just nothing super special to me anymore maybe i'm just burnt out it just kind of just kind of seems uh more like a tv show you know nowadays yeah. you know a tv show that you like that you'll keep watching but then you know, not every episode you just love, and it's just kind of like, oh well, that was cool because it was a part of those other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you know, I feel the same way, and that's why I loved Guardians of the Galaxy two so much because it was such a different, yeah, it's yeah. so different. And Doctor Strange, I feel like I you didn't, still had I didn't some like Doctor Strange. You still had oh, really? some, oh. some of the Doctor Strange was okay. Kind of stuff. I, it was uh, maybe just maybe that was one example to me that that maybe wasn't done as well or just mm. like explained as well it's you know it was definitely a, a big reach and not uh 
explained it. I didn't feel like I was along on the ride like I should have been. You where know, on I that like one, I was trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see that. Like that one is more of an experiment, whereas this one is literally like right in the Marvel wheelhouse. Yeah, this one life. fits yeah, yeah. like in the storyline. Yeah. That one doesn't. Yeah, that no, one. No, it, that it, one feels like that one feels like okay, we're gonna do this magic thing, and it's gonna be it's gonna be different, and we're gonna do the kaleidoscope yeah. stuff and like That's, that sort of thing. Doctor but, Strange is you know. that pin that you put in the board. Like here, save this for later. We're gonna bring yeah. this guy in. You know, at some yeah, point. it's yeah. gonna make sense eventually. You know, I felt like that with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one to a certain extent where you're like, okay, this is an experiment. This is different. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is not the standard superhero hero's journey kind of fair. And then this one, like with, you're right. Like it feel like it fits within that, that arc, but it's, like I said, whenever you have so many things where you're like, oh, these were all the wrong choices, so we can't make any of those, mm-hmm. and you make whatever's left, and then this was that movie, and I liked that. I liked the mm-hmm. idea. Like I really did enjoy, um, for the 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 kind of hero's journey kind of a story, this was a good one. Mm-hmm. Like This was a really good take on mm-hmm. that superhero story. One last oh. thing I liked, um, we were talking about that, like when he's in the, the secure location, um, <laughs> He kept put, he put on his jacket. I feel like they did some like Deadpool kind of thing. Yeah. So like they just like make him look ridiculous in his suit, and he's just always sitting there and they're, like swinging his legs. <laughs> like, you, it, like if we pull a lot of like that Deadpool yeah. kind of like Spider Man does that some like, but not a ton. Not like Deadpool does, where you just like make him look utterly ridiculous. And I liked that. It was fun. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, and yeah. it it bring, whenever you put someone who's in like the Spider Man suit or the Deadpool suit or whatever in. Anything weird else. Clo- like like you just it it really does bring it because like whenever you see him initially you're like oh man he looks so cool but then in this one whenever you put him in a jacket you're like does he look cool <laughs> I don't know I mean he's kind of just a dude in a spandex suit <laughs> so you know it's like he looks as cool as any really fit person would in spandex but yeah I think one of the things one of the tonal things they did that I liked that kind of helped sell the whole 15 year old thing was how clumsy he was. Yeah. <laughs> And just like I mean, he would just face plant into the ground and miss a web shoe. Well, like, whenever, whenever he was in, uh, whenever he was in suburbia, like he was completely oh fish gosh. out of water. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I love that too. Where it's like, what do you do when you can't like web shoot on anything? Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, it sucks. Like yeah. he goes to the golf course and it's just like, ooh, man, like uh, instinctually, like there should be a building here. Yeah, yeah. And it just shoots out into nothing, and he's running across the lawn, and the sprinklers are on. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> he's crashing through people's backyards. That he's was like wrecking people's car. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, like, it's like, oh, he was, this is it was overall just a terrible superhero. I mean, he's not a good superhero. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, that and, that's, and that's what they which wanted is great. to do. Like I said, they, which they, is great because he he's a self-taught superhero. Like, <laughs> yeah. when Tony Stark finds him, Tony, like, in Civil War, he's like, how long have you been doing this? Like, you made this suit? Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. He's, like, watching his YouTube videos, like, dude, you need to pull it together, man. Like, you got to step up your yeah. game. And then to see him, like, just... Like fail so hard at things like when oh, he's like right. interrogating Donald Glover's character <laughs> and he can't he can't intimidate him he can't figure out how to intimidate him. Donald Glover's like no you see you know this part you're gonna have to get better at this part yeah yeah and just like I love that because even the origin stories didn't flesh that out enough yeah. like you have like yeah you have like five minute montages where Peter Parker figures out his powers and then after that mm-hmm. he's a freaking Olympic genius right yeah. mm-hmm. and so it's like on this like. He's been doing this for months and months and months, and he still doesn't really understand what he's capable of and what yeah. his full potential is. I like, love that they exemplify the the like t- in in 
Like it's a, it's a thing within a thing where it's like the entire movie he's like this where he's like oh man I get this amazing suit and these amazing things have no idea what I'm doing yeah but like they exemplify it whenever he steps into uh, the Flash's car and yeah. he's like <laughs> he's like I have this amazing car at my disposal I can't even turn on the headlights yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No. I think it was just also another way to make it fit into the Marvel universe as well, because you know we're, we're ten movies deep, and it's like, oh, what about where's where's he been the whole time or whatever? You're just like, I don't know, he's been yeah. like, I don't know, he's been there, but he's been bad. At it. Yeah, yeah, he's just been like getting a cat out of a tree poorly, you know. So, 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 he's literally you know? like the asterisk where it's like, and there were other heroes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, did you guys see the the I don't know if it's Twitter or something that Tom Holland spoke oh, with yeah. Kevin Feige. And they officially announced that the kid in Iron Man 2 mm-hmm. who stands up against one of the robots and he's wearing an Iron Man mask, uh, he, like, he like stands up and he like puts his arm out like he's going to you know pretend to shoot the robot. That's Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Like awesome. he, he went to Stark Expo because he's a nerd and he loves, you know. One, that's one, just one of those things that you can just say, though. That's like saying that the, you know, the guy from Jurassic Park 1 is Chris Pat- Pratt's character from yeah. Jurassic World, you know, at the beginning <laughs> of Jurassic yeah. World. It's like, There's these sure, fan it's like theories. You can just say that and think that, and that's cool if you want to think that, but yeah. it's... That's they weren't when they made Iron Man two. Like, and this was Peter Parker's character. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure Kevin here, Feige you know? gets like 50 emails a day, where it's like, is this the, was this Peter Parker? And he finally yeah. was just like, yes, yep, yes, it he's was. Like, he's like, sure, <laughs> yep, <laughs> you got it. Why not? You know, and I figured <laughs> yeah. it out. I totally but feel that's like, just like any franchise. Yeah. I feel like J.K. Rowling or George Lucas or anybody has dealt with just all that kind of stuff of all these fans. Like, is it connected? Is it? Is it this? You know, yeah. it's just like. I think, yeah. And George Lucas is always like, no. yeah, George, George Lucas says the opposite of what the fans want. Yeah. Um, you no, it's midi chlorians. George R. Binks is Snoke. The uh, yeah. The, the the funny thing about like it was uh, who was it? I think it was Damien like Damon Lindelof. Like whenever he was doing Lost, he's like, "There's a he, there's interviewed after the fact where he's like, there's this element of fanhood where they're like." We want it to all be like flexible, you know, where it's like yeah, this can, you know, this can go in the way that the fans want it to. He's like, but we also want you to know everything <laughs> that's happening before it happens. Like, we want this to be connected to the very last thing. He's like, he's like, but you know, he's like, a lot of times, it's like you just kind of like go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's totally con- this can connect to this. So yeah, it's connected. And we want a hundred percent definitive <laughs> with some wiggle room. Yeah. <laughs> Polar bears? We don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I I, uh, I agree. Where it's like, oh, the fans want this to be the tr- case. Why not? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, and man. it's like, like I said, it legitimately is it fine. Is very like, cool. like if if you like, there. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. There's plenty of things in Star Wars that people like to connect that, that you're just like, oh yeah, it does make sense. And sure, it's like, and it's really it's, cool. Movies are all about that. Just like believe whatever you want to believe. If it enhances your experience cool you know it's just yeah. like that's that's great you know it's uh movies are fake you know so, so it's like so uh, so Wait, any, it doesn't, it doesn't so hurt any anybody. other fake things that you want to believe along with that to Guys. make it better for you is great you i know? just want to you dropped a bomb <laughs> on me we're just here you're telling me i should have dropped her in the spoiler section you know? yes. <laughs> the whole bro. movie was fake bro you're telling me there's Hashtag not an news. island somewhere with dinosaurs on it my goodness. I hope so. I'm still, you know, I'm going on vacation later this year. Maybe I'll get a boat. <laughs> Go look around. Uh, oh, All right. Man. We ready to rate this thing? I think so. All right. Josh, what do you rate this? Uh, I'll, yeah. 
The Fultron official rating. Oh, no pressure. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm hyping this up too much. See here, okay. So here's what I'm going to go off of. Uh, it was it, it currently sits at a 93 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, <whistles> which to me seems a little high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but isn't that just a see it like most critics say go see it? You know, uh, no. These, no. I mean, it's been in review for the last two weeks. Okay, so. Um, it's got plenty of reviews, uh, plenty like more than enough to make a, a decent score out of. Hmm. Um, I also don't think I think eight point five is a little high, but I feel like if I give it a an eight, that's like a B minus. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> is that how your like? Is that how reviews work? <clears throat> for, uh, that's, what, for you? that's what I was thinking. Oh, I, mean, I, mean, it's in like my mind, I usually it, associate it with a with, with a, a letter with grade. A grade. Okay, yeah, you know, you're like scoring a test, you know. So it's like. Interesting. I don't know. I'll give it. A, I'll give it an eight point five. I, I don't think. I don't think it's a nine. I, I I liked Guardians of the Galaxy two better. I think I gave Guardians of the Galaxy two a nine or nine point five. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I, I'll give it an eight point five. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's numbers. <laughs> it's difficult to say. I mean, I, I mean, I've expressed my opinion overall. Like, it's you know, it's it's hard to just be. Because like there's the objective opinion, kind of like I said, where like objectively I think it is like a pretty good movie, like for someone, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think a lot of people will really really enjoy it. For me personally, I'll probably never watch it again, and my life will be phenomenal, you know, be, 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 because of it. Um, it, was, it was enjoyable, you know. I mean, it, it was it was fine. I don't regret going to go see it at all. I want to I want to put that on a freaking T-shirt That's for it. you, bro. <laughs> I'll probably never see it again. And my life will be great. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. Uh, because like I said, it was enjoyable. It was cool. I liked aspects uh, of it. But overall, the movie, I just feel like, you know, wasn't really uh, for me. Didn't strike and your fancy. Didn't strike my, my fancy. Uh, I would prefer several of the uh, older Spider-Man movies to this uh, any, any day of the week. Mm. Except Spider-Man 3, of course. <laughs> One of the worst Spider-Man movies of all time that I waited in line for the midnight showing. Back when there were only midnight showings, You're there were no 7 p.m. shows. Right, right. Yeah, no, I totally get it. <sighs> still still salty well, on that I one. still remember. Did you they and I see that me. together? No, it was uh, like me and my okay. brother, one of our friends. Because I, I remember I having know. a conversation with someone going into that movie. They're like, they're finally doing it. They're finally doing Venom. Oh, yeah, man. I was... Oh, <laughs> and then really mad. And then, and then, oh, how the mighty fall. Just waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out at any moment telling us that we got punked. You know, like, <laughs> I just, I can't think of that movie and not see Tobey Maguire walking down New York Oh my so gosh. Snapping and pointing at it's people. Just one of the, I just don't understand. You know, this, there was like rooms full of people that edited and approved this, you know, Time and time again, you had so many chances to be like, okay, I've let it go far enough. (laughs) This this isn't good. I've been hiding my opinion for months. There's like a smooth jazz, like, bongo java scene. Like, what kind of... It was Anyway, with Spider-Man Homecoming... (laughs) All the way down to the hairstylist, just like, why the emo hair? Why was that a thing? Why suddenly? Deliberately a thing. Like, walking down the alley, look in the mirror and, like, mess up my hair. And then, like, walk away. It's like, that was a whole scripted scene. It was a choice. It's like when when Venom gets the symbiote, he turns into, like, a flesh-eating monster. (laughs) When Peter Parker gets it, he gets a hairstyle change. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I don't understand <laughs> why. It starts winking at people and a devil may care attitude. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? He starts Go snapping see down the Spider-Man street. Spider-Man: Homecoming, just to further support Spider-Man movies that aren't Spider-Man Three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, uh, we've got to I'll dilute get, the dilute the pool so that one isn't quite as strong so in people's minds. I give Homecoming a ten point five. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. oh man i uh my rating was gonna be in the eight to 8.5 range as mm. well um i i initially was thinking like eight but i you know that's that, that, that's what i'll go with i'll go with the solid like because again again you're right like i think like the the from a structural standpoint like this is a solid solid movie i'm gonna go 8.5 i'm with you <laughs> I'm with you because eight seems too low to me. Like whatever it does, I think, yeah. it's like oh, that seems too low. It deserves better than an eight, but it doesn't deserve a nine. But it's like yeah, so I guess that's why eight point fives exist. That's yeah. why I yeah, I'm doing an eight point five as well. That's what I was thinking, like a B plus. So round it up with Jared's ten point five. Man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> average this thing out. Oh, <laughs> we man. got a nine point three, just like Rotten Tomatoes. Oh! So what's your favorite Spider-Man movie? Uh, oh. I think. I haven't seen Spider-Man 2 in a long time, but I remember watching it multiple times. Mm. It'd have uh, to be one or two, you know, to mm-hmm. to me. I mean, uh, I really like aspects of both of them. I, I really like, uh, you know, like so maybe it's played out now, but I mean, uh, Green Goblin in that movie was uh, was awesome, especially mm-hmm. done by Will- Willem Dafoe. was really, really good, and there was a lot of great tension scenes. You know, li- like in this one, again, we're like, he was figuring out that he was Peter Parker, and mm. it was just done really, really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think about like a lot of the criticism that I have of sequels that would come out around that same time, and and even to this day, sometimes like where a sequel comes out and it's basically the same as the first one, it's like usually I like the sequel better. Like it's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's like oh well, you guys basically just took the same story as the first one, trimmed it off, made it look a little bit better, and made it a little bit shinier, and the, you know, and so like it's, it's typically that's the way it works with me. Um, I think this one. <sighs> I like this one a lot. I think uh, I think I like. There's aspects of each one that I like a lot. Like where, obviously, like Spider Man, whenever it originally came out, uh, it was unlike anything else we'd seen. So like that one, it, like holds a special place in my brain. Where it's like, okay, this is the first like pot, like happy kind of uh, superhero movie that we had. You know, ushered in this whole thing. But then. I think about Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I really like Andrew Garfield's mm-hmm. Peter Parker. I mean, especially um, you think like uh, like the opening scene to hit to Amazing Spider-Man Two was really really awesome. It right? was the whole like fight Paul Giamatti, you know, thing. It was just a great yeah. Spider-Man yeah. scene, like yeah. o- o- overall. You and know? I guess so I, it's I, I, let me clarify. Cool I liked part. him as Spider-Man. As Peter Parker, he kind of like he was yeah. a little bit too cool for me. Yeah, um, definitely. where he was like he was like ah this you know he's little little bit too cool for peter parker but then again i love the romance relationship that they had between him and 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 gwen um mm-hmm. but then like this one i feel like as a as a spider-man kind of movie like where it's it gets both sides right and it gets the like the vibe completely like where i would want it to be this one's pretty high like i mean it's it, again it, with the the original one it's hard to like beat the nostalgia of like whenever you saw that movie the first time yeah i mean I, but, we saw it multiple times in right. the theater oh man yeah but from like, from a movie like standpoint i think this one probably is the is is better um but it's like the how do you compete with the memories and the nostalgia of mm-hmm. that that time so i would say like probably my favorite right now is the amazing spider-man 2 like I know, like there's some parts in that. Really? Under, yeah. yeah, there's some parts in that that, are, that are that are like, but like we, the, you can listen to our review. We ripped some parts in that yeah. really hard. But then it's it's the whole like I love his relationship with, um, 
Gwen. Gwen in that movie. And like, like when she like dies and all that goes down, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I just, it just shocks me because it's like revered as like the second worst Spider-Man movie <laughs> after Spider-Man three. I mean, if you really just break down some of the individual elements of that movie for sure. But like, yeah. I mean, there were, there were also individual moments in that movie that were like super solid, like, like, so that's like the thing. opening and like, there's some really cool things that are in there. It's just, it's not enough cool things to equal like uh, the best movie in my mind. That's another one of those. Oh, I mean, I still think this is my personal. Oh, of course. Like, no, if, I was gonna, absolutely. if I'm going to say, Hey, I'll, I'll watch one. I'll probably pop that in. Like, I like the, uh, like what I mentioned earlier, where it's like the, the, he has to make this choice between like, okay, do I be Spider-Man or do I have this relationship? And like, do I have a life? Like, he's just kind of like trying to navigate those scenarios. Yeah. Do I go to call, go, go off to like what Europe or something like that with her. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time either, so that kind of might play it into it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, next week, we're talking about Or the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> so uh, so tune in for that. And then the week after that. So an excited grunt? I'm so what, excited. What is that grunt? That's going to be awesome. Can we, okay, hang on. Back to the review section. There was a moment where he's like underneath the building and he like he like starts breaking down and he starts like screaming like help. Yeah. Yes. That was heartbreaking. Yes. Like that was yeah. like, that was some like amazing acting like to have that. Yeah, there was some emotion, emotion oh in Oh my there. goodness. Anyway. Continue with the Or for the Planet of the Apes. We were talking, I was telling um, Jared, I'm glad that Matt Reeves is directing the Batman. I saw an interview with him that looked that like he was saying all the right things about Batman. <laughs> they like to do that when they're making movies, man. They really say the right stuff. I remember when they were making I think the that's first how they Hunger get the Games jobs. movie, they said so many right things. I mean, I feel uh, like Sam Raimi yeah. probably said a lot of the right things making I mean, like the Spider-Man 3. I imagine that they said a lot of right things. <clears throat> One of my uh, favorite quotes from movies is actually from uh, another underwhelming uh, Jurassic Park 3. Uh, where Alan Grant says some of the worst things imaginable are done with the best intentions. <laughs> true. <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> um, so then the, the next week we're seeing Dunkirk. Oh, so I'm good. Super about that. Same day yes. as uh, Valerian and the City of Lights. Is. Yeah, it's a City of Thousand Lights or something. That actually looks really kind of interesting and cool. I'm yeah. like I'm excited for it. I'm gonna see it. Like I'm pumped to see yeah. it. Well, said, and again, as I've mentioned several times, because it just looks different and it looks, you know, mm-hmm. more more Talk original. About and, yeah, yeah. It just looks, you know, pretty cool and like it might throw you off and like it might be something a little different, you know. And I love, I love Fifth Element. I know it's kind of a weird movie, no, but yeah, I love that. I love that movie. Well, and especially it's just like okay, you know make another fifth element type movie 20 30 years later it's just like yeah sign me sign me up you know yeah. it's like the new blade runner coming out as well yeah. it's oh, just like man, man. Yeah. Can't wait for that. <laughs> a lot of good movies this year um so stay tuned for that you can find us online at staytargetpodcast.com on twitter at chris 250 and john right 777 and voltron 84 I'm around. <laughs> you can find me on the streets of Nashville. That's right. You know, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to say hi if yeah. you see me around. <laughs> if you recognize his voice, IRL. You know, um, always at Stand Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice and review us. Five Please stars. Please tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. All your friends. All your friends. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.